Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the podcast from Grace Community Church here in Crossville, Tennessee. And as always, I am joined by my lovely wife, Jessica. Hello. And our awesome women's ministry director and teaching pastor, Teresa Breeding. Hello. All right, so guys, today we're going to be talking, we're going to be working our way through another book of the Bible, and we're going to be uh, starting in 1 John uh, chapter 1 today. And so if you have a Bible you want to grab real quick, we're going to be reading out of the NIV. Um, and I believe Teresa has volunteered to, to start off and read the first, was it four verses? Yes. Awesome. All right. 1 John 1, 1. Mm-hmm. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship was with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Awesome. Okay. All right. Yeah, so that is, uh, th- there's a lot there in those four verses. Um and one commentator I read this week said that when you kind of read through that, it's almost like whenever you really have something to say and you want to get it out really fast and you got like nerves <laughs> kicking in and you just, so you just run on with it. Because <laughs> uh, if you notice, he repeats the same thing like three times. Yeah. yeah. He wants to make sure we get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he says, um, you know, that which from the beginning, which we have heard, there's once, he says that we have seen, that's twice, that we have touched, and there he says those three. And then right after that, he says that uh, we proclaim that the Father who has appeared to us, saying we've seen him again. And then in verse three, we proclaim to you that we have seen, we have heard and we have had fellowship with and again it's that see here touch he wants to make sure that the listeners the readers know that this is not something made up this is not something fake this is something they have eyewitness accounts of that they have seen heard and touched right um and and so at this time there was like a false teaching going on called docetism and it was the thought that Jesus was not uh, a actual physical person, but he was more like a phantom that was uh, viewed, but was not actually real. Um, so, and that was like mm-hmm. a false teaching going on. So a lot of people think John was actually combating that at this oh, time, which is why okay. he focused so much on the see, hear, touch, smell. And, you know, maybe he told that to somebody, but yeah. Yeah. He wants us to understand that he's not talking mm-hmm. about a Jesus that he believes in. He's talking about a Jesus that he knows, that right. he knows personally yeah. and has experienced yes. personally. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is a huge separating thing from other religions of that time, too. Yeah. Um, even right now, I'm reading through uh, the book AD 30, which Sam has been recommending for, to me for like six years now. <laughs> and I'm finally reading through it. And it's really interesting in, in the book, you have... Um, the, the, even the, the main character at this point is not and not a Jew or a Christian. She has like her own gods of, of whatever, and they're all very distant. And they even talk about that, how the gods never listen. They're never distant. But she, she meets a Jew who starts talking about the God of Abraham, starts talking about the God of David, and, and it's very different in how like personal that God is. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, uh, a Yahweh God, how personal mm-hmm. he is. Um, mm-hmm. And I sort of think that's what John is getting to in this these first four vo- verses. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how personal and how intimate uh, his relationship, their relationship with Jesus was. Right. Yeah. They knew him. They walked with him and talked with him and touched him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, today we don't walk with him or, or talk with him or touch him mm-hmm. personally. Right. Mm-hmm. But then, then again, we do personally. And that's right. so hard to explain to people. But it's like I, I told someone who doesn't believe that, you know, you, you could never convince me that, that God is not real because I've experienced him personally. Right. And, and he has acted in my life in such ways that were 
tangible to me that nobody could ever tell me that that wasn't him. But until you've experienced that, mm-hmm. and and I want to sit there and talk to him and say, I, I, you can't tell me he's not real because I've experienced him. I've yeah. walked with him. I've yeah. taught, you know, <laughs> and you just want to keep repeating yourself mm-hmm. so that they get it. But right. So I can see what John's doing here. He's he's same passionate. Thing, same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, I, I, on the blog post I wrote today, I think I, I titled it five reasons to know the Bible's true or something of that sort. Mm-hmm. And that was the very last thing I said is, is um, personal experience. And so you can look all throughout scripture on people who's had their lives changed. You can see people in real life, all the, the great apologists um, have had their lives change and, and their testimony I feel like is, is some of the biggest proof. And cause I've, I've had someone ask me the same question um, leading into an, into a conversation is if someone could prove 100% that God did not exist, would you believe he did not exist? And I'm like, well, no, because I've 100% experienced him, so you can't tell me he doesn't exist. That's an impossibility because mm-hmm. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt because of my experiences and what right. he's done in my own life right. that he does exist. Right, because he's he's as real to me as you are. Right, yeah. exactly. And But that's hard for someone who hasn't experienced him to understand. <laughs> right, like how can you believe so wholly in something you can't see, feel, or touch? Like, right. Well, how do you believe in oxygen? How do you believe in love? <laughs> exactly. How do you feel? How do you believe in anger? Like it, you know, those I, are the things. Yeah, I listened to something that said, like, do we have more faith in um, some metal and some wood than mm-hmm. we do in in Jesus? And he was talking comparing that between like um, that you had faith in the fact that the chair you're sitting on caught you. You know, like mm-hmm. that you right. had you had right. faith that you could sit in in that chair. And you didn't think twice whether or not it was there or whether or not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like whether or not it was going to sustain you. Mm-hmm. And, but we do that with God a lot of the right. time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and exactly. I don't know about you, but I've sat in a chair that let me down. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> and, and God has yeah. never let me down. Right, right. Yeah, right. No, no, no. yeah that's very true. <laughs> I once sat on a table that let me down. That was yeah. unfortunate. It, yeah, it happens, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You're putting your faith in the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Jesus still might let you fall on your face sometimes, mm-hmm. though. But Yeah. He's there to pick you back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Sometimes, a teaching moment. Yeah, we're, yes. we're, all, we're all parents here. We know sometimes you have to let kids uh, make their own mistakes before they realize mm-hmm. how right you were. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, I, I can definitely, I, I definitely see God doing that. You see it even in scripture and stuff. He's like, okay. I'll let you let you do your own thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. First John one verse five. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. Mm, okay. So I really like. I'm, I really want to jump down to verses 8, 9, and 10, but we should really stick to, to 5, yeah. 6, and 7 first. <laughs> Might should go in order. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. John probably said it in that way. I'm immediately thinking of something I don't really want to bring up, but we will because I've been studying it. Um, so in, in five, six, and seven, it's kind of talking about um, that if you you claim, let me let me find the verse. So as God is light, in Him there's no darkness. We claim to have fellowship with Him, yet we walk in the darkness. We lie and do not live in the truth. So the immediate thing that pops out to me is the topic of uh, lordship salvation versus free grace salvation, which is really 
fancy theological words. Um, essentially, in lordship salvation, uh, there's the belief that to be saved, you have to, one, believe in Jesus, but then like repent of your sins and make him your Lord. So hence the lordship salvation. Mm-hmm. That's it, a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's <laughs> a good one. We, we like repentance. Um, and then in free grace salvation, they simply believe all you have to do is believe in Jesus and then you are saved. That there's no mm-hmm. repentance, no life change. Mm. Nothing that sort. Now, obviously, the, the the beliefs go deeper into it than that. But the first thing I thought of here is um, because one of, one of the examples you hear a lot with with like it's referred to maybe um, rudely as like easy believism because it's like believe and you're saved. You don't have to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see people all the time, and they're like they're not living right. Um, they're out sinning. They're in you know um, a, a marriage that God or in a relationship God wouldn't approve of or you know, they're just living however they feel like. And then someone's like, but they believe in Jesus, but they're not walking in the light, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if we claim that fellowship with him, yet we walk in darkness, we lie mm-hmm. and do not live out in the truth. Yeah. That's the only thing I think of. There's not a requirement for, like there's the only requirement that God asks of you is to believe in the son, right? Mm-hmm. But if you do that, then life change follows. Mm-hmm. If you have a relationship with God, life change follows mm-hmm. and right. fruit follows, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And there's a difference between believing and following. Mm-hmm. I yes. think that you can believe in God. Satan yeah. believes in God, exactly. mm-hmm. yeah. but he doesn't follow God. And, right. and that's a criteria. And Romans ten nine says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I believe that it's a requirement mm-hmm. <laughs> to confess yeah. And yeah. and to turn to repent and to turn from your ways. Mm-hmm. And of course mm-hmm. that's a process. Right, it is. But, and but I there's mean, that intention. Comes, that comes with relationship though. Like what exactly. is the point? What's the point of just saying that you believe in God one time and then not ever having right. the fruits of that God offers and the promises yeah. of what God offers to you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if you that? believe truly believe in God Right. <laughs> there's more t- i mean yeah. if you believe that he is the god of the universe then there is a desire in you to want to mm-hmm. to there's more to it yeah <laughs> yeah right, right. I, I would agree and I, I would say that um like with repentance it, it doesn't it doesn't always look the same like some people um like i, I reference uh, robbie zacharias who who passed um went home to be with the father mm-hmm. um fairly recently uh, I use him as an example, though. He was an atheist, and he tried to take his own life. And, and, and in that moment, fear set in, and he prayed to God, if you save me, I'll, I'll commit my whole life to you. And immediately he changed, immediately repented, turned 1,000%, you know, and, and started pursuing God. Um, and those are the ones you hear about, and those are the grand stories. But repentance isn't always instantaneous. Repentance can take place over 20 years, mm-hmm. but it is a steady change of turning away from sin and turning toward God. Mm-hmm. And that uh, doesn't mean that you'll always that you'll always not do some do, mm-hmm. do something sinful. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you won't right. like accidentally do something sinful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. that's not it's not ever like you're ever going to get to the point where you don't sin anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. Right. The point of it is is that you are when you repent, you're turning you're making a choice to turn away from that no matter how many times that may take for right. you to do that. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And that's one thing I kind of like about even verse six. It says, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness. It's not yet step into darkness. Right. It's not yet exactly. slip into darkness. It's talking walking, consistently yeah. remaining with and being choice. on the path of darkness. Yeah, yes. that suggests right. intentionality. Yeah, yes. that's intentionality. Right. Mm-hmm. That is 
That's not an, an accidental misstep. That's not a, you know, a, a, a slipping, you know, to temptation. It's that is walking in and, and in pursuit of darkness. And I, mm-hmm. I think it's at that point that the light of God is not in you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people that are walking in darkness and they don't realize it. They're mm-hmm. they're being deceived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but when you are when you don't agree with God that sin is sin, mm-hmm. then you're walking in darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Or the fact that you blatantly will just disagree or just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. or yeah. or just be like, I don't agree with that so i'm not going to choose right. to agree yeah, with that I'm or i'm going to rip that page out i'm going to ignore <laughs> yeah, that yeah. like it doesn't exist yeah. and it's Thomas not there Jefferson bible yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there you go uh, well i mean yeah that brings back to all the people who try to like justify their sin like they will they will try to uh, bl- like believe that the hebrew doesn't mean what the hebrew means or that the greek doesn't mean what the greek means right. just so mm-hmm. they don't have to live according to the word of god and they can justify it mm-hmm. um, but even if you justify it to yourself and others that doesn't justify it to god you're not changing his mind exactly yeah. <laughs> right so, yeah if, if you disagree with god you're just wrong <laughs> right you're just wrong <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah, you, you can't change the mind of God, and you, you can't write the one, or, you know, you can't make wrong the one who wrote what is right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right, He exactly. created it. Um, exactly. So, yeah. Okay, so now we'll jump into verses 8, 9, and 10. And, and so it says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. Mm. So what do, you, what do you guys think about that? What jumped out to you? Well, I think it's important to, to note that that we're not forgiven of our sins just because we confess. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause, so we don't have to worry about, you know, I, I do think that we we commit sins all the time and we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't have to worry about every night saying our prayers and asking God to forgive mm-hmm. us for every sin during that day. And if we forget one, then we won't be forgiven for, you know, and mm-hmm. there right. are people who feel that way and think that way. Yeah. And that's a really worrisome way to live. You yeah. Know? yeah. But, um, you know, his, his death on the cross was to forgive us of our sins, past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. But it's the the confession of sins is about repenting and about agreeing with God that what we did was wrong mm-hmm. and saying that we want to be better and we want to turn right. from that and mm-hmm. we need his help to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's about the agreement right. more than it is about the confess so you get forgiven. Right. Yeah, I, I would actually say that confession is is more for you than for God. Like I, mm-hmm. I would say that confession is is you admitting that it was wrong, mm-hmm. admitting that you messed up and that you'll obviously do better. Like mm-hmm. I mean, right. like at the end of the day, it, just taking into account like children again. At the end of the day, you would rather them realize what they did was wrong and want to fix it tomorrow than mm-hmm. for you to have to yell and scream at them and hope they do right. Like you want <laughs> yeah. them to realize and recognize what was wrong. Right. Um, and I kind of feel like that that's what happens with confession with God. God wants us to see our mistakes. Mm-hmm. God wants us to see, you know, wh- what path that's leading us down mm-hmm. and, and to correct it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, even with like recent events and things like that, like I have really been praying that God shows me any places that I am not, that I am being sinful or that I'm not acting in a way that I should mm-hmm. That would line up with what he wants for me, even if I'm not aware of Mm -hmm. it, you know, because I know that there are times whenever we can sin and we don't realize that we are. Mm -hmm. Right. And the devil wants to blind us to those things. Yeah. And that's been my prayer lately is like, you know, God, show me 
if there's any place in me that doesn't mm-hmm. reflect you, you right. know? Yeah. Yeah. And sin separates us from God. Yeah. And so it's just like when we have trouble with a friend or with a spouse, if we, we know we've done something, we know we need to talk to them about it, but we don't want to, cause we don't want to confront the issue mm-hmm. and, yeah. and bring it all up. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we sin and we don't want to talk to God about it. We don't want to confess it because mm-hmm. we don't want to bring it all up mm-hmm. and we don't want to face it, but it separates us from him. So confession renews that relationship yeah. and opens yeah. up that line of communication just like it does to a person. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in those relationships too, I've always said like, I would rather be in a relationship with someone who would, is willing to be awkward with me. Yeah. Like be, you know, like I want somebody who thinks like it's worth my friendship to be awkward with me, mm-hmm. to have a hard conversation that needs to be had. Mm-hmm. And I think God is the same way. He wants that. He would rather, have like a difficult conversation or have a difficult, have you have a difficult moment with him than to stop talking to him at all. You mm-hmm. know, right. That right. vulnerability yeah. means yeah. a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, we even see way back with Adam and Eve, they, they definitely have the human nature inside of them. And when they sin, they hid themselves from God. Mm-hmm. They were too ashamed to show God what they had done. And so mm-hmm. it distanced them. Had God not found them, they'd have probably spent their entire lives trying to hide from him. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was in that. And I think I, I really think that was a great point is that, we should want to have that conversation with God, that, mm-hmm. that we should want to confess and say, listen, I know this wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I know I messed up. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I, I love you and I'm going to follow you and I'm going to try to do better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think sometimes we don't have those conversations with God because we, we don't want to give our sin up yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as mm-hmm. soon as we admit it to God and talk to God mm-hmm. about it, we feel like we have to give it up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, well, we do that with even like just convictions. Like I, I wrote a blog post not too long ago just about my conviction of a YouTube channel that I watch. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, like I'm saying, like it was hard. Like it sounds so trivial, but it was hard for me to give up something that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's still like even I can't imagine it being anything really more addicting <laughs> than that because like I have literally had to make the choice of, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to watch it. I've said mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. Right, because you don't make that choice just once. No, it's I have not to make like that choice decide. multiple times. That's how all <laughs> sin is. When yeah. when we decide that we're not going to do it anymore, it's not like we just make that decision and move on. we got to mm-hmm. make it every so day. often yeah. <laughs> right. every day. Yeah. 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 yeah, And then eventually I believe it does get easier. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, it does. It's just, it, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to, it makes that, you have to really make that intentional decision to say, I'm, I, this is what I said to God and I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think the devil will keep trying to throw stuff like that back at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah. He wants you to stumble. He wants you to fall. And I think that comes with any, any sin. Mm-hmm. He'll try, the devil will try to convince you that it's not a sin. Mm-hmm. It's right. not that. Yes. Bad. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I loved in, in verse nine, um, let me see. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all righteousness. And so we see two words. What does that say? From all unrighteousness. Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to get back to the forgive and purify. <laughs> um, but we see those two words, forgive and purify, and they kind of have different meanings. Um, so in this context, forgive would be like a like a debt to let it go, like, um, like our sins are removed from God's accounting, like. It, mm-hmm. They they no longer we no longer owe anything to God because He has forgiven that debt. 
Um, then we have pur- purify, which which means uh, more like it's re- removing the residual effects of sin. Mm-hmm. And, and so those consequences that may linger, um, li- like a stain, therefore that's gone, that it's actually removed. Like it's, it's washed white as snow. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the past and its errors and the futures and our propensity towards sin, like it's, it's addressed in this one verse that we are actually purified. Uh, from God's, uh, I love it says God's faithfulness and and just, and that He is both faithful and just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I love the fact that it says like forgiven. Oftentimes, is like that can be instant, mm-hmm. whereas purification is oftentimes a process. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. like I mean, like I mean, if you think of anything, if you purify water, <laughs> right, <laughs> that's yeah. a process. It takes a, it right. takes time to do that, mm-hmm. right? And you have to be close to God to let Him do that, right? You do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so verse 10 says, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Um, and that's a, that <laughs> one's, that's a hard verse in the chapter on John. Yeah. <laughs> My notes literally on verse 10, I yeah. wrote like, I just put a V and then the number mm-hmm. and I wrote like a couple of words to say on each verse. And it yeah. literally was, my word was ouch. On ouch. That. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, I mean, that's, Hard. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I would say, like, the way that the, the the audience that John is writing to is probably different than ours. Yeah. Right now, I don't think many people think they're perfect. Um, but I think mm. this kind of goes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had yeah. some Pharisees to yeah. deal with. <laughs> yeah, you had some Pharisees to deal with. Um, but I think this can go back right to the people that try to justify their own sin. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that they're trying to say, oh, this isn't sin. You know, I'm claiming this isn't sin. Right. Because I enjoy it, and, and it's, it's what I want to do, mm-hmm. and... It probably doesn't mean that anyway. Right. And and whenever we claim, when we claim a sin is not a sin, we're basically calling God a liar. Mm-hmm. And it says, and his word is not in us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like all through this chapter, he's t- talking about that. I know God and God is good mm-hmm. and God is light and God will forgive you. And, and then bam, yep. if you claim you haven't sinned, well, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, God has to. Be, God is both things. He's faithful. I mean, he's all things, but he's faithful. He's love, and mm-hmm. he's just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't yeah. want to serve a God that was not was just. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he still is just. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's let's wrap this up. We'll, we'll probably do this on everyone. I would love to get just a a quick like fifteen second recap or just something that jumped out um, in the chapter to you. Like, what was your big, big takeaway for the day? Teresa, you look like you have something. <laughs> what do you got? I would just say that that John is making it very clear that that people who live for God look different and act different and are different than mm-hmm. people who don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and good. And that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah that, exactly. that should be a good thing. And yeah. if you're following God and you don't look different, mm-hmm. you might need to look again. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, Jessica. Man, that was hard to follow up. Yeah, that's hard to follow up, so I'm letting you do it. Um, <laughs> something that stood out to me this time through reading it mm-hmm. is the purification of it. Mm-hmm. And just being close enough to God to allow him to purify mm-hmm. purify you through whatever it is you're going through. You're not going to walk away from sin just instantly and, and mm-hmm. be okay with that sometimes. Right. And it's not going to be an easy process, but it can eventually be that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. 
um, to me, it was probably in in maybe the first four verses where where John kind of just repeats that over and over that we have heard, that we have seen, that we have touched. And he's he's really trying to show them his personal relationship with Jesus. And I think that's that's a power that all Christians have is that we can show the world our personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. That it it's he's not just a God that is is fictional or that only exists inside a book, that he is actually a God that you can really you can interact with, that you can feel, that you can talk to, that you can you can trust, mm-hmm. um, that he is a real personal God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so for me, that's that. And I would, I would encourage all Christians to to show that to the world. Don't hide the love of Jesus that's inside of you. Right. Yeah. Yes. All right, guys, I do think that does it for this episode. We will be tackling uh, chapter two next month, so be sure to tune in, um, follow, leave a review, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.